1: and welcome. My name is Ami Kassar, founder and CEO of Multifunding. Since 2010, Multifunding has helped businesses achieve their biggest growth goals through creative and personalized funding solutions, working with hundreds of lenders across the nation. Joining us today is Russell Hunter. Russell is the owner and CEO of Colorado Mountain School, a mountain guide service, and an avalanche education school. Today, we're talking with an entrepreneur who bought a business during the pandemic. We've discovered what he's learned and how it's going. Welcome, Russell.
0: Thank you, Ami. Psyched to be here.
1: Tell me everything. Everything? Well, let me make it easier for me. (laughs) Tell me what you were doing in your life three years ago.
0: Three years ago, I was a business owner, uh, kind of a rookie business owner. I, I spent my entire working career as a mountain guide and bought a business in 2015 And so I had a couple years of being a business owner and was just starting to kind of feel comfortable and had big dreams. And then wham, pandemic showed up.
1: How'd that feel?
0: Terrifying, right? At the the very beginning, it was terrifying. The state of Colorado shut our business down. Uh, We were not operating. We had never experienced anything like this. And uh, a lot of our programs were still running. So we were looking at uh putting a lot of money back back to our customers. And so it was, it was a terrifying time.
1: So you got through those first few months of the pandemic, trying to survive like so many and then what happened? You bought a new business. What's up with that?
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh we hustled, you know, like everybody else, we kind of hustled during that time. And then when summer came along, we started slowly uh, getting back to business. It felt like we were probably operating at maybe 70%. But then in September, the tide changed and all of a sudden our demand was just going through the roof. And so we teach people to be outdoors. And, And I think the mountains had a calling for people. I think they just, people needed a break. We're looking for experiences. So all of a sudden we started seeing record numbers and we do a lot of avalanche education during the winter time. And our avalanche season was as busy as it ever been uh, by almost twofold. And so we really hustled to, to, to meet that demand. And during the winter, I was having conversations with a friend of mine who owns an avalanche school that doesn't, they don't operate necessarily in Colorado. They operate in Wyoming, Utah, Montana. So we're not really competitors. And we were just kind of having our own little mastermind, sharing ideas, helping each other through a, a, just a unique time. And uh, during one of those calls, they said they were looking to sell their business and they would be psyched to have me buy it. And so it just, it felt like an opportunity
1: at the time. So you, you almost bought this business a little bit by accident, not by accident, but you weren't out hunting for a business. It just kind of came I, I, to you
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. I was not looking for a business to buy. you know we had we were we had growth plans, uh we were feeling growth mindsets for sure, even during the pandemic, and I've, i I had been looking at other opportunities, but this one, yeah, just kind of fell in my lap and at the time uh, spoke to me
1: so you're sitting with a friend and he says. Why don't you buy my business? And you say, well, that sounds kind of like a good idea. What happens next?
0: Well, we we kind of go back and forth uh, trying to figure out a uh, price that seemed reasonable. For a while, that seemed like that we might not get to an agreed upon price. But we, we I think we finally wanted to, we both realized that we wanted to make this deal happen. So that took a while, just the kind of negotiation. And then... Then it was, okay, how are we going to pay for this? And uh, that's where uh, multifunding came in, huge. And so it was really just a, a process of going through the SBA lending. I, I kind of had a bunch of different avenues. Uh, I, have a, I have an SBA for a commercial property loan. So I was working with a bank there and had another bank, my local bank. And then it was just kind of like, all right, how's this thing going to play out? And then it just kind of all came together. And uh, the, the lender that multi-funding had hooked us up with ended up having the best deal and, and, and really the best timing. Because we were, you know, winter, winter time was coming. So we felt the pressure to get this deal done before a busy season began.
1: Yeah. So here, here's the Yes, here's the the question. So you were, how did you go about figuring out the price with the the buyer? And you as friends, did you have advisors helping you? Did you have an accountant helping you? Did you just kind of do it on your own gut instinct? How, How did you do that?
0: Yeah, so they had an offer. So they put their offer out. It felt really high to me. I have an accounting background. I have bought a commercial business. I bought a The business I own, Colorado Mountain School, I had bought that business. So I had some experience. I've been in the industry for my entire working career. So I I just had a sense. And I kind of came in with a little bit of a lowball offer. And then I think we just, I think I looked at the numbers and said, this is what I feel comfortable doing and came to them and said, this is my number. And I'm not going higher The negotiation's not really feeling like a negotiation. This is is what I can do. Are you interested?
1: Got it. So you got the business, you work out the price, you work out the financing. I'm sure there's some twists and turns along the way. Going through that process of those couple months before we talk about actually, after the day after you bought and what you've learned since then? Is there anything you would have done differently looking back in the rearview mirror?
0: Looking back, I would have not put all my eggs in one basket. And, and what I mean by that is, like I had mentioned, I bought a commercial property using an SBA loan. So I had a lender that I had worked with and I just kind of assumed, and, and they're a big bank. Uh, I had just kind of assumed that they would be the ones I would go with. They would give me the best rate, uh, they would give me the best terms, and they would get it done the quickest. And, and I actually should have remembered my experience going through EIDL loans and PPP loans. You know, the smaller banks really ended up being more nimble. And so I, I spent about three, four weeks just going down the one path of this larger bank. And I I wish I had branched out earlier, looked at other options earlier, not put all my eggs in one basket, because what it ended up doing was just kind of wasting time. I mean, literally, it took me four weeks to just get, you know, looked at with this other big bang. So I, I just wasted time that way.
1: The deal was done. Call it a Monday. I don't know what day was. Now you own two companies. What, what do you do next? How do you split your time? You merge. You manage together. You keep them separate. What, what have you learned? How's it gone?
0: Yeah. So uh, we closed on a Thursday, the end of October, and this was an avalanche school, and so our busy season was one month away, and the busy season for my existing business is one month away. So there was a lot of time pressure. Fortunately, the owners stayed on and were really helpful and instrumental in the transition. Uh, We had hired someone to help with operations a couple months prior. So we were we were getting set up. You know, they're an existing business, so they they already had their season up and running and ready to go. and, And everybody knew kind of what to do. So really what I did was just not jump in too much, you know, just sit back watch, see how it all goes, learn the business. I ended up putting a fair amount of energy. I guess I was, I was surprised that I forgot how much energy it took to actually get businesses set up, right? In the new LLC, operates in a bunch of different states, workman's compensation, all of that business of setting up the business, I had forgotten how much time that took. And, and that, was, that was epic the first couple months. Uh, and so that's really where my focus was was getting that set up. Uh, we felt this time pressure. I mean, it really wasn't until December 31st where it was like I could kind of catch my breath. Payroll was working. Everything was in place. And so the the winner we're going to operate as two separate businesses. Each business has a strong reputation, a strong brand, and they do really well in their respective markets. And so. I'm not going to I'm not going to create one company on the front end, you know, the public facing side. But on the back end, we are trying to integrate into the same systems. You know, what I learned this winter is I basically was running two businesses, two separate systems. It, It just was tedious. And so there's an efficiency to owning two very similar businesses that can be had by creating the back end the same right the, the, the same accounting software the same booking software the same way we run uh operations so that that's that's kind of where i'm at right now is is what i've learned that uh we've got two strong businesses let them run separately but on the front end but on the back end let's let's make them efficient is
1: one bigger than the other
0: uh, well one... The one I bought is just seasonal, so they just operate in the winter. The business that I currently had existing, you know, had already owned runs year-round. The one I previously owned is the largest recreational avalanche education provider. So teaching people how to be in the mountains. We're the, we're the largest in the country from the recreation side. But the business that I bought teaches recreationalists, but they also teach professionals. And my current, my pre, you know, the first business didn't teach professionals. So this gave me an opportunity to be the owner of the largest recreational provider and the largest uh, professional provider. So it, it puts us in a pretty cool position to play our cards. And, and how, how I'm going to play the cards, I'm not really quite sure yet. You know, it's still kind of evolving. We're just getting the back end set up, but uh, it's an exciting place to be for sure.
1: Are you brought the teams together at all culturally trying to merge teams together, or you kind of kept church and state separate?
0: You know, the, the outdoor industry, the outdoor recreation education industry is pretty small. So there's a lot of people on their team that I already know. There's a lot of people on my team or a handful of people on my team that already were working for this other company. So the, the leadership team, uh, we're kind of keeping them separate you know there's probably five people that handle things on both ends, payroll, permits, website. So those people operate on both sides of the business, but for the most part, each team has their own specific instructors with maybe a little overlap. so there I would say we're kind of keeping that separate but but it creates an opportunity for overflow right or not even overflow but you know someone that lives in colorado can now go up to wyoming and spend time up there working in the wyoming mountains and vice versa so it's gonna i think create opportunities for people to move around a little bit
1: when you look at your life today versus a year ago when you just had one business do you like your life now more or less
0: uh today i like it more it's you know the there was a, the stress of the deal was significant, right? Like I, I kind of forgotten. I had forgotten how kind of intense deals were, and I've only done two prior in my life. So I was kind of tired emotionally from the deal. And then once the deal was signed, it was like, bam, right into getting things set up and running a season. So you know, December 31st, I was like, oh, what have I done? Like, this is way much more than I was thinking. And I was tired. Uh, But now that I've kind of caught my breath, you know, one season end, and I can just kind of let it sit for a little bit and work on the business while not being distracted by the business. So right now, I feel wonderful. You know, I've got strong leadership teams in place. Uh, I know the business, we're making changes. That makes sense. The demand is, I mean, we started selling courses yesterday and they're already flying off the shelf. So there's just this incredible demand. And I feel confident as a business owner to take on two because of the teams I have supporting me.
1: So if you look at the last six months or so, that you've eight months, that you've seven months, that you've owned both you say you would have done some things differently in the last seven months. So people can maybe learn from you. What would they be?
0: I think the, the big one is I would have maybe taken some help just setting up the logistics of business, you know, the insurance and the, the LLC and getting that set up. Uh, So not taking all of that on myself. I guess There's a part of me that likes doing kind of the day-to-day stuff to learn it so that then I understand it and can hand it off. And so maybe handing off some of the day-to-day stuff earlier with the new business and and, and just realizing that I I had gone through it. Like I I know how it works. I don't need to necessarily experience it the day-to-day with my hands in the mud so I, I think that would have been a big one is just kind of get my team involved a little bit earlier. Just anticipate the extra work and, and kind of be mentally prepared for it. H- have a vacation planned, you know, like make sure I catch a little bit of a break and not just uh, grind because cause when I'm just grinding, I'm a grinder. So I, I, I like it, but it, it gets tiring. Right. So just making sure that I kind of pace myself, I think, a little bit differently.
1: Gotcha. Looking three years into the future now, what's your goal?
0: Well, th- these two businesses are going to continue growing. I-, I-, I could see the potential of uh, another acquisition there. There's I-, I now have a little bit of a reputation as someone who's going to buy businesses. So I've had other offers. Uh, other people coming to me to to discuss uh, purchasing their business, so I could see maybe another business purchased. We, we are looking at expanding the the business I previously owned. We're looking at expanding what we do. You know, we we offer very technical uh, education and looking to broaden that into more. We call it the base of the mountains. So really getting into introducing people to the mountains. And then progressing them through and up the mountain towards where we typically teach. So I think that's gonna be pretty exciting to expand that reach. Cause I just there's more and more people that wanna be in the mountains and, and not necessarily doing you know difficult mountain climbing, but just out enjoying the mountains. So trying to capture that audience. And and I think for me personally, I'm gonna just have a better, a better pace. You know, I, I'm going to have my team and they're going to be running the day to day. And I'm going to be just focusing on vision and, and, and continued growth because I, I really for me, growing businesses equals opportunity and opportunity, not just for me and my family, but for all of my employees and everybody that's part of what we're doing. And, and we're we're in an industry that's really kind of a growth industry right now, but still has a lot of maturity to be had. And so it's, it's just kind of cool to have an impact on an industry that uh, I've been part of for my entire working life for the most part. And so to create opportunities for other people to make a livelihood living and, and teaching in the mountains, that's pretty cool. So continuing to do that
1: Russell, it's been a great story. Let's say some of our listeners say, wow, that sounds awesome. I want to go there and learn about the mountains and climbing and all this. And they want to learn more about your schools. Where, where do they go? Well,
0: uh, ColoradoMountainSchool.com is the year-round business. So if you want to learn how to int- be introduced to the mountains, how to, how to hike, how to camp, how to backpack, how to take care of yourself, how to manage the risks, then come to coloradomountainschool.com. If you are interested in avalanche education in particular, if you live in Colorado and wanna learn about Colorado uh, snowpack, which happens to be one of the most dangerous in the country, then you can come to Colorado Mountain School or you can come uh, to americanavalancheinstitute.com. So avalanche education, you can come to either one. It's really just a matter of where you wanna take your education. If you want to take your education in Wyoming, Utah, California, Montana, then American Avalanche Institute is your place to go. If you're looking for professional avalanche education, American Avalanche Institute, Uh, but Colorado Mountain School will get your avalanche education in Colorado and your all-around foundational pieces of mountain climbing, along with the technical aspects of mountaineering, rock climbing, ice climbing, backcountry skiing.
1: Russell, your story is great. It's an inspiration. I applaud you for your courage and your tenacity. Wish you best of luck. Maybe one day I'll be brave enough and come and check out the mountains myself.
0: That sounds good. I appreciate the opportunity, Ami. And I'm grateful for the the resources that multifunding has provided and the direction and helping me get the the
1: deal done. So much appreciated. Be well, my friend. Thank you so much. All right. Take care.
0: Thanks for joining us today on Ami Sites with your host, Ami Kassar, the foremost SBA thought leader. Make sure you visit us at multifunding.com where you can meet our advisory team and learn more about how we help entrepreneurs fund their future.